welcome to episode two of the Controversial Nutritionist podcast. Today's, today's episode is entitled How to Have More Energy. Um, what I'm going to be talking about today is how the body gets energy, what saps your energy, and what you can do to improve your energy. So I think we all know what it feels like to not have much energy, and even if you would describe your energy levels as good, very few of us have that bounding energy that children have, which seems to be uh, limitless, and then you just pass out and fall asleep. Often we find ourselves dragging our bodies around in a state of tiredness, and it doesn't feel very nice. Okay, so on with the main part of the show. Now, I'm sure you all know that food is the body's main source of energy. Our cells and our muscles and our brain and our organs need uh, glucose as an energy source, and we get that from the food we eat. Now, we get enough food in this country, so why are we still tired? Well, it's a very intricate mechanism we have in our bodies for ensuring that our brain has enough glucose. It's above all else, the brain has to have a source of energy. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you don't have enough energy to run, but you need to have enough energy to keep the nerve center, the brain, your computer that controls everything. You need to have enough energy to keep that running. And it's a very intricate mechanism which involves lots of different hormonal systems and uh, systems in the body to make sure that we have a stable level, level of glucose in the blood. And those systems, there's a lot of room for, for fallibility. There's lots of places where uh, the mechanism can be affected. And I wonder, is modern lifestyle to blame? Did uh, cavemen have bags under their eyes and days when they, they felt tired and they said to their friends, do you know what, I'm just so tired. I wonder, I wonder if living a more natural lifestyle um, is, is the key to better energy. And of course, I know a lot of you listening will think that it's a lot of it is down to food and what we eat and our type of diets. And of course, modern diets with lots of processed food are, are not great for health. And yes, they do play a part in tiredness and good energy levels. But I have seen through my work as a nutritional therapist that even people with so-called perfect diets do not always have great energy. There is more to it than that. So I'm going to move on and talk about a few of the things which sap our energy, okay? So I'm going to ask you the question, what saps your energy? Who or what saps your energy? And ask yourself, what springs to mind when I ask you that question? What pops into the front of your head? Is it someone's name? Is it a situation? Is it your job? Try and not overthink it, but, but see what, what pops into your conscious mind um, straight away. So for me, one of the things that I know that really saps my energy that is nothing to do with food is children's parties. So at the moment, I have a five-year-old and um, we go to friends' parties fairly regularly and I find that children's parties leave me absolutely depleted, like in a kind of weird, frazzled way where I feel like I need to lie down in a darkened room for a few hours afterwards. And that's not even if I'm organising the party, it's just being there. Um, I find a big group of children shouting, running around to be quite depleting. So there's an example of something which is, is not food-based, which I'm very aware of that saps my energy. 
Is there a person in your life that leaves you drained? In the past, I have had people in my life who, you know, when, when the phone rings, your heart sinks and you just dread speaking to them. Or perhaps there's someone that you need to speak to regularly, perhaps a relative, and you absolutely dread phoning them. It's like, it's like having to haul yourself out of bed to go to work. It's that kind of motivation you need to interact with this person. So there, there may be people in your life that sap your energy. And you might be quite aware of that, or you may, you know, this may be coming to the surface now as you start to think about it. And those are sort of examples of acute situations, you know, things that happen that uh, that leave you drained or sap your energy, but it might be something more chronic than that. And when I say chronic, I mean long-term, all the time, just sort of eating away at you. It might not be something that's an incident that's obvious to you. It might be something that happens on a regular basis. So something like a life situation or perhaps uh, a grief, unresolved grief that's been affecting you for a long time. Maybe your job or your career, that's quite often something that um, affects a person's energy. It may be just that your life is so hectic or filled with things that you don't have the time to take care of yourself. You know, your lifestyle doesn't allow you to recharge or to look after yourself in the way that your body needs. I had a client um, who came to me because she was concerned about her energy levels and it turned out that it was something really quite emotional, something that was happening in her life that was causing her to be going through a period of, of really low energy. And once we put the tools in place to deal with some of those emotional issues, she felt a lot better. And she had come thinking that she needed some nutritional advice. So again, it's not always about the food. It's often life situation or something, someone that is sapping your energy. And often a combination of all of those things, of course. Um, there could also, of course, be a medical reason why you are feeling tired. So do get checked out. If you feel that something is off in your body, if you think this isn't quite right, then go and speak to your GP about it. Because it could be something that you could get treated. And of course, tiredness is a symptom of illness. So get that checked out. Now, I do want to just touch on nutrition here, and I want to ask you the question, is there something you're eating or drinking that obviously saps your energy? So I want you to put aside everything you've learned and everything you've been told to eat or drink in the media or by a professional. What do you think, in your heart of hearts, obviously saps your energy? And it might be something surprising. It might be something that you're eating because you feel it's really healthy. I mean, I don't know, something like quinoa. Maybe you force yourself to have a quinoa salad every day, but actually it's a chore and it doesn't feel great to you. Is there something like that that you can obviously put your finger on that's not making you feel great? I mean, it might be something really unhealthy. It could be like every time I eat three jam donuts, I just feel awful and need to lie down. You know, that that's hopefully quite obvious. But imagine you have no knowledge. What, what food doesn't agree with you? And try and be aware of what the foods and drinks that you're currently consuming, what effects they have on you. And, you know, I always say there's no point cutting out a food or a drink unless you get some obvious benefit for it from it. 
I can't tell you the amount of people I know or I've seen who don't eat gluten because someone told them they shouldn't eat it or because it showed up on a test, but actually they feel no different. Cutting it out hasn't made a difference. It's just not worth it, in my opinion, to cut out a food if it doesn't make a tangible difference to your health. Okay, and so similarly, when you're sort of tuning into yourself and and listening for what foods and drinks sap your energy, is there something that energizes you? And no, I don't mean a can of Red Bull or something like that. Is there like a food or a meal that you know leaves you feeling good? And if so, great, you know, that that's that's wonderful. You know, hang on to that that knowledge and really try and become aware of how foods and drinks affect you. Okay, now I want to move on and talk about something which I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to like. But if you drink alcohol, I urge you to consider the effect it's having on your energy levels. It really is not known for helping people leave, leave, lead an energized and vibrant life, is it? Now, I often hear the fa- I often hear that people say when they're a bit older in their 30s, 40s, 50s, oh, you know, I just can't drink like I used to. It leaves me feeling terrible. Well, there, there is your clue, my friends. Um, it is, it's not, it, it's, a, it's a neurotoxin and a poison. It will be having a negative effect on your body and your energy levels. And the fact that you could get away with it when you were younger is part of the reason that you can't get away with it now. Because you drank without restraint because it didn't affect you in the past and that has been a cumulative effect and now it is affecting you. The other thing about alcohol is that most people who have given up drinking say that it their sleep has improved massively. Alcohol really does affect sleep in a very negative way. So I urge you to consider your alcohol intake if energy levels are an issue for you. And this is something that I'm uh, very interested in. So do feel free to contact me if you want some information about how you can start to uh, repair your relationship with alcohol. And I also want to mention sugar here. Now, refined sugar is superfluous in the human diet. You can live, you can remove refined sugar from your diet and suffer no ill effects at all you can be completely healthy and when I sort of realized that that was a bit of a light bulb moment for me actually Um, so we eat therefore if we don't need it to survive we eat refined sugar for pleasure only and because sugar is so pleasurable and it is also very addictive there's often great resistance in people acknowledging how harmful it is. So, you know, it's it's a bit like I often hear people saying, oh, you know, you've got to live, haven't you? You know, you've got to have your treats. But I know from myself, I could be, I don't eat sugar anymore. But when I did, I know that I could have a massive meal and be completely full. Yet you would still have the room for a large sweet pudding. It's It has the power to override your normal uh satiety mechanisms you know you can you can eat sugar even when you don't want to it's very difficult to say no to if you can say no to sugar easily and you can moderate your intake and you can have one biscuit here and there then i absolutely take my hat off to you 
that's brilliant. But if you find that it is becoming an issue in terms of it's something you can't control, you can't say no of, then I would really recommend um, seeing what you can do about that. And it doesn't have to be some awful purgatory where you're just permanently denying yourself uh, treats and nice things. I've done it myself, so I know I know what it's like. I used to, I would say I had an addiction to sugar, but I have addressed that now. And that has really actually helped my energy levels. I find I have a lot more stamina. I can stay up uh, later in the evening, whereas before I used to feel extremely tired and have to go to bed early. And yeah, I, I would say that my energy levels have got better. So whatever your thoughts are about your relationship with sugar, if you are suffering from poor energy, it might be worth investigating that further. And if you need any uh, specific advice on, on what you need to do there, then please do uh, drop me a line, send me an email, and I will point you in the right direction. Okay, so if you've identified some things that obviously sap your energy, be that a person, a situation, uh, a job, house, uh, you know, where you live, it could be anything like that. If you've got some obvious things that have popped up through listening to me here, then you've identified some things that sap your energy and the ball is in your court. Once you've got the awareness of what is uh, affecting your energy, you then have the, uh, the ability, well, you then have the opportunity to deal with those things, okay? And if you think you need professional help, then I urge you to get it. An experienced professional will get you to where you want to be much faster than doing it by yourself. So for example, if you want to change career, if you realize that you know your job is just sapping your energy, a coach can be a really great investment um, at getting you to where you want to be. Or if, for example, if your family situation or your children are just really getting you down and making you feel very low in energy, then perhaps a parenting coach. Or similarly, with uh, if you have relationship issues, a therapist, a coach, a counsellor will really be able to help you make that change. Of course, you know, there are so many books, so much information available to us that you can also do it yourself. But I often find that using a professional is faster. Okay, what else can you do to improve your energy. So one thing that I always recommend people do is become fiercely protective of their energy. I say it all the time, I say to people, you've got to protect your energy. And that is often when people are feeling guilty about saying no to an engagement or a commitment. And I always say, you must protect your energy. It's so important. If you are giving in to people and saying yes to commitments that you know you really rather say no to, then learning to say no and to protect your energy is going to be really useful for you and can really help to look after the energy that you have and improve it. The other thing that is really great is to invest time and money on self-care. Now I talk about how to make time for self-care in episode one of my podcast, but spending time on yourself is a way of nurturing yourself and making sure that your body is, is recharging and revitalizing, and that too will improve your energy levels. Something else that might uh, help with your energy levels is a good old declutter. 
declutter your environment. Spend some time or, or, or diarise some time to clear out your living space if you feel, if you live in a very cluttered space. It really can make you feel closed in, I guess, and decluttering, maybe giving uh, your, your living space a lick of paint can really feel like a breath of fresh air. So, so don't ignore things like that. If you are feeling tired, if you are feeling jaded or, and lacking in energy, sometimes a clear out, a refresh of your living space can be really worthwhile. So don't overlook things like that. And of course, address sources of stress. Now we've talked to, touched on that really with the things that sap your energy. But if you know that you knowingly suffer from stress or anxiety, then um, getting some help to deal with those things is going to really help your energy levels. Chronic stress and anxiety really can absolutely suck the life out of you. So, but please know there are things that you can do. Those are not situations that you have to live with. If you want to feel less stress and less anxious, the answer is out there, I promise you. Um, and please let me know if you'd like me to point you in the right direction. I'm happy to do that. One thing that um, a lot of people say helps with their energy levels is getting close to nature. Um, so being outside, being in the countryside, being by the sea, seeing greenery. And this is actually a big one for me. And I, I guess I, I feel like a slightly eccentric uh, old woman saying this, but I actually get a buzz from looking at the stars and the sunset and breathing in country air. And it's, it's subtle, but it's what we were designed to do. It's an, obviously, it's not a quick fix like drinking a can of Red Bull or having an espresso. But I find personally that those things do nurture me and keep my energy levels uh, good. So that's another thing, you know, don't overlook what it's like to regularly be close to nature. So especially if you have a sedentary job or you're indoors a lot of the time or you're office bound, if your energy levels are low, then try it. Try making space in your life for regularly getting in touch with nature. And similarly, um, swimming outdoors is an amazing energy boost. So, you know, you, there's people who go in the sea in the winter, and I definitely wouldn't recommend that if you're not used to it. But there, you, there are lots of... Um, options which aren't quite that extreme. So even finding a heated outdoor swimming pool is, is a wonderful way to sort of feel alive and energised. So the water doesn't have to be really cold, but just swimming outside is a really great way of giving yourself like a natural endorphin rush and a boost of energy. And similarly, if you can't uh, get to an outdoor pool, then you could try having a cold shower. Again, don't try this if you have, um, if you are in poor health or uh, you're not used to it. But trying, if what the first time you do try having a cold shower, what I would recommend is just slowly, slowly turning down the heat so it gets cooler and cooler, and then maybe only just doing it for a second or two before you get out, and you can gradually. Um, make the cold last a little bit longer and get a bit colder and you will come out feeling like you have just had a swim in the sea you know really energized it's it's it is a bit of a scary thing I mean I have done this it is a bit of a scary thing to do and um 
sometimes we have to go through a bit of discomfort to get the benefit. But yeah, cold showers. Don't knock it till you've tried it, friends. Um, okay, I want to move on. If you are convinced that dietary changes or supplements will help you improve your energy levels, then then visit a nutritional therapist or search for a book that will give you the information you need to make the changes by yourself. So from my perspective, it really isn't all about food. And I also, I would love you to really understand all these other things that we've been talking about before you start to um, rely on dietary change or supplements to improve your energy levels. But if you're really, really convinced and you know your body better than I do, and, and better than any other professional, if you really feel like it's something you're eating or you need to change uh, your diet or take some supplements, then seek professional help and see how it goes. You know, that it, it, it will be of benefit if that's something that you really feel you need. So yoga is also a great way of... Uh, boosting your energy, it's refreshing, it's relaxing... And the thing that I find great about yoga is that it helps me sleep. So I know that I need, I don't do yoga very often at all. Um, but if my sleep starts to suffer, if I find that I'm waking up in the night, then I think, ah, I need to do some yoga. It's like a barometer for me. And I know that other people who do yoga regularly really swear by it to just keep them um, refreshed and relaxed. Okay, now this, the next thing I'm going to talk about is possibly the most obvious way to give yourself more energy, and that is to go to bed early. It always amazes me how people who are complain that they have poor energy so often stay up really late and then have to get up early in the morning to go to uh, work or school or whatever, but they just don't seem to be able to get to bed early. So if this is you, just please try it. You know, try going to bed at eight or nine o'clock. I know often sometimes it might feel like you're giving in or, you know, if you if you start to go to bed at 8.30, then it's just going to get, you'll have to go earlier and earlier and, you know, you'll, you'll be bed bound. But what if that's not true? What if you have two weeks of going to bed at eight o'clock at night and then you feel amazing and you've recharged and your body really needed that long sleep. Just try it, okay? See how it goes. And obviously there might be some lifestyle adjustments you have to make to your evening routine while you do this, but that's not impossible. You know, if you're staying up late because you're doing chores or whatever and you're feeling tired, then that could be the thing that will help you. You know, if, if you want to stay tired, then that's fine. You know, keep on keep on going to bed late. But it could be something that you could just make some easy changes, which mean you can go to bed earlier and get some sleep. And if you struggle with sleep, with the quality of your sleep, again, there is so much you can do. You can uh, identify the cause of what's what's going on, perhaps through a professional or, again, reading researching on the internet, you will find what you need to do. You don't have to settle for poor sleep. And just because something hasn't worked in the past doesn't mean to say that it won't work again, okay? So the next thing is also uh, fairly obvious, but make sure you're drinking enough water. 
something I find personally is if I have a really salty meal, sometimes a takeaway, the next day I can feel a little bit like I've got a hangover and I know because I, I know my body so well that it's because I've had too much salt and I sort of feel a bit dehydrated and fuzzy headed and, and tired and I have to spend the rest of the day drinking water and similarly I know if I haven't drunk enough water for whatever reason, if I've been busy or what have you, the next day my energy levels can be really affected. So water is like, you know, I, I think it's a panacea, I recommend it for everything. Um, make sure you're drinking enough clean, uh, well what do I mean? I don't mean squash or tea or coffee, I mean just plain water, okay? And I'm trying not to overdo it, but regularly make sure you're having a couple of glasses of water a day, okay? If you have identified someone who is sapping your energy, then ask yourself what boundaries do you need to put in place to stop that person sapping your energy, okay? And again, this might seem something that you're seem like something that you're stuck with or that you can't do anything about because that's just the way they are but that isn't true there is always something you can do to improve a situation okay and setting boundaries is sometimes not something that comes naturally to a lot of us but again a professional or reading a book on the subject can really really help to change your mindset and change your life you know if you have just a simple rule that you keep with someone who's sapping your energy and they stop sapping your energy then that's obviously a massive win so do have a think about what boundaries do you need to put in place for the people who drain your energy okay something else that myself and my clients find very useful for energy boosting is a practice called qigong oh i dropped my pen um it's a bit like tai chi um but it's another great gentle practice I wouldn't call it exercise it's movements and I have got a really great qigong routine which is specifically for targeting your adrenal glands and your thyroid and I'll put that in the show notes so it specifically targets giving energy to your thyroid and your adrenals which are two of the glands in your body which are can be responsible for low high or low energy levels so that is also a really useful thing to bring into your lifestyle if you are suffering with low energy, okay? So there are lots of things you can do. And also, often improving your energy levels is about doing less, doing less of the things that don't bring you joy and also finding gratitude and joy in the things that you have to do, like the laundry, the school run, your tax return. But often it is less is more. If you are feeling suffering with low energy levels, then what can you trim from your life? What commitments can you get rid of? What is non-essential? Often it, we feel like we're uh, less than for, for doing less. But actually, if your health and your well-being is suffering, then you, know, you need to do what, everything you can to honour that because your health is so important and without it once it's gone then you'll, you'll feel like um, you'll know how important it is so yeah less is often more what can you cut out of your schedule all right so some of the things that I've talked about might sound obvious or like they're not going to work for you but are you actually doing them 
do try everything and ask yourself what's going to happen if I don't make any changes you know you will just stay where you are or maybe even get worse so something needs to change if you are suffering with low energy and I urge you to have a go at all of the things or some of the things that we've talked about and you know good energy is so important it can be the difference between a bad day and a good day so um, I wish you lots of good days and good energy all right so I've talked about the things that sap our energy and hopefully you can become aware of these things and start to dress, address them and we've talked about things you can do to improve your energy so you can build your own toolkit of techniques that really work for you so that when you have unavoidable uh, situations which are going to sap your energy you'll know what to do so I hope you have found this podcast podcast useful please let me know how you get on and I'm very happy to hear from you so send me an email if you've got any questions or uh, want to give me any feedback all right speak soon